Real Presence Live. It's this really powerful sense of, okay, you're seen, you're known, you're missed if you're not here. Local. It's that good crop of corn or beans or wheat or whatever it is that you do that, you know, you grow it, you grow it to the Lord, and if it doesn't come about, you just have to be patient and say, well, there's always next year. Engaging. Evangelization is the fruit of the love of God being poured into the hearts of Jesus' friends. Live. This is our charism, to be witnesses of Jesus' real presence in the Eucharist. Good morning, everyone. This is Michael Goldsmith. I'm with Father Will. This morning here at St. Augustine's in beautiful Austin, Minnesota, and St. Augustine is our feast day today, so we are so happy to be here today and uh, to be celebrating that. We are blessed to be here and be alive in this in this day and age. Yeah, you know, I, I really wasn't even thinking about it as I, as I was driving over. You know, I prayed, prayed the office in the morning prayer, uh, before before leaving this morning and um, and got here. It wasn't until just a couple of minutes ago that uh, Father Steph is yeah, the pastor. So it's, you know, it's our feast day. So it's like, oh yeah, it is. <laughs> We're right here, and right here in St. Augustine. And a do- so, doctor uh, of the church. So. Exactly. Yes. So, uh, you know, it's a really wonderful, wonderful celebration and uh, probably uh, important to call in his, his intercession Absolutely as we begin this, this show today. Yes. So let us pray in the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, you taught us through St. Augustine that our hearts are restless until they rest in thee. Yes, no matter what is going on in our day, no matter what trials we may be facing, no matter what joy may be lifting up, we would know that nothing will satisfy us until we rest in you. Bring our hearts closer to you that we may abide in you as you abide in us. May you touch our hearts with your grace, with your peace, and with your presence this day. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Augustine, pray, pray for, for us. us. All right. Wow. Yeah, it really is uh, wonderful. It, it it feels like fall. It does. It's just. I, I mean, I, I love fall. Don't don't oh, don't yeah. don't get me wrong. I, I love, but it's it's August. You know, it's it's you know yeah. still state fair time, and mm-hmm. um, you know should should be should be getting a little little bit more heat. I mean, I know that you know some farmers have been telling me that you know you know we've been having some nice weather, but we need to get a little more heat for the yeah. uh, for the crops out there. Get them get them ready for the harvest. Get, I don't know if they'll get it this year. Well, I, I don't know. I I, I I saw I saw some eighties in the forecast. Yeah. In southern Minnesota, so we're somebody was uh, we're telling me the there. other day that uh, with there's no more robins left around, and I'm like, you know what? I never, I haven't seen any. And then the geese are coming a little earlier, so you know, animals know something. So I hope we're not in for another really strong winter, even no. early, you know. <laughs> but we're not going to think about that for right now. Our so. hearts are restless yes, until they, they rest in the <laughs> oh Lord. Uh, you know, it's nice to have that confidence yes, that uh, we is. can be in the Lord's hands. But uh, also good to have some confidence. We've got some good things coming yes. up here today. So uh, we're going to turn it over and uh, hear a little bit about what we've got coming up today. Aaron, are you there? Absolutely. Thank you very much, Father and Michael. It is going to be a great show today. And to start us off, we've got Heidi McSannick here from the 40 Days for Life of Rochester. She's got some good things coming up here. She'll be speaking more about the 40 Days for Life. We'll also be praying for your intentions during Prayerfully Yours. Father Steffes will be here for Straight Talk from the from the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. We've also got Gerald Vetter to talk about Christ as the cornerstone 
and the good things going on in within the Bismarck Diocese. We've got the 10-minute tour of local events. We've got John Gust to talk about the new discipleship model going on at St. Augustine Church right there in Austin. And we've got Vanessa Guimar to talk about the beauty of the St. John Paul II Catholic Schools in Gillette, Wyoming. All this right here on Real Presence Live. Father and Michael. All right. Thank you, Aaron. Sounds like we got a great show coming up. And uh, just, you know, you can kind of hear in the show that you know, we are making that transition, you know, not just the weather outside, but uh, shifting from August into September. We know that there's a lot of lot of life coming back to Absolutely. schools, a lot of life coming back to uh, the parishes with faith formation, mm-hmm. uh, getting getting uh, uh, geared up again. I know I've been uh, spending a little more time with uh, some of our faith, faith yeah. formation people and just looking at the year coming up and, uh, and getting excited, yeah. you know, it's, it, it is always exciting uh, to, to look yeah. forward to this year and uh, to be able to uh, help our youth in a particular way to come to know Christ better. Yes, and and just to point uh, to point out that you know the kids are going back after Labor Day here, mm-hmm. so let's just take a little extra time, watch our and be aware of our surroundings when we're driving and we're out and about. You know, when these buses and stuff are going to be new back into our what's going, you know, around in our vision. So let's watch for those children and watch for those buses. So yeah, we get, we get used to the summer way of things exactly, uh, so. pretty pretty quickly. Yep. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you are, you are going to see those bright yellow buses coming back pretty soon. Yep. Uh, and, and um, you know, as we, as we look at, uh, you know, our, our children and uh, as we look at those who are coming back into the schools, coming back into our faith formation programs. Uh, you know, we know, of course, that uh, that that starts uh, right at that moment of conception. Absolutely, uh, that's uh, that 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 new life that is coming forward. And um, uh, I didn't didn't uh, quite notice. Did we have, do we have Heidi on the line we yet? Do have Heidi. We do have Heidi on the line. So, um, Heidi, thank you for being on the air with us this morning. How are you? Very good. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Uh, Heidi, uh, why don't we just start with, with you just mentioning uh, a little bit about, about yourself and uh, your role with uh, 40 Days for Life. Well, um, a little bit about me is I moved to Rochester. My husband and I moved here about 25 years ago from Chicago with our son. And I was a stay-at-home mom for a while, about 10 years, and then went back to school and started working at at NATO here in town in 2001. We're members of the Resurrection Church here in Minnesota. And um, and one of my favorite things is going to museums and zoos and things like that. And and then I'm going to talk you know, a little bit more about the 40 days, how I got involved. Um, it's kind of funny, is uh, after the movie Unplanned, where, you know, they saw a big bump in the number of people went out to Planned Parenthood. I'd never stood on a sidewalk before. I mean, I've been to a couple of pro-life things, but I kind of felt like, oh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to do that. And there was an opportunity. MCCL had a vigil over there. So I attended that. And, and then after that, I had <laughs> bought like a, a bumper sticker and a T-shirt. And then people were like, well, we don't do 40 days here. The lady who led that. Um, you know, stopped doing that a couple of years ago because of some work things. And then I started getting the emails because I was on their email list. And I thought, hey, um, what's the point of having the bumper sticker and doing all this if we don't do a 40 days? So some people sort of supported me and said, you know, if, if you sign up to be the leader, you know, we're going to be here to help you out. And I was like, okay, I, that, I'll say yes. So yeah. that's how I got involved. 
Well, it's great to have you with us, Heidi, and, and we're getting geared up. It's August 29th, is that right, when it starts? Or, I'm sorry, uh, September. September 25th. 25th. Uh, I, had, I, I was yep. one month off, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know it's coming up. Here. We have August yeah, 29th on it, but anyways, go ahead. Yeah, no, August uh, 29th, I'll be at St. James to talk. Uh, a little bit about right. some of the events, and people can come and find out about that kind of thing. So, no, it's from September 25th through November 3rd, and we're going to have a kickoff uh, Tuesday the 24th at 7 o'clock out at Planned Parenthood for an hour to kind of get people fired up. What does it kind of mean for you to, to, like, do this? Like, this is a major event that you're putting together, right? I mean, th there's a lot that goes into it, so can you talk to us about that a little bit? Well... Um, a lot of prayer goes into it. Mm -hmm, um, sure. So uh, I would say that, you know, every day praying for humility and charity and um, also uh, uh, getting the membership at Office Max to make all the copies of all the materials that I'm taking around to a lot of the churches. Um, but, you know, more important is, you know, every time, you know, we meet somebody or um, out at the sidewalk or you're at church, there are so many people who are like, thanks for doing this, and I, I don't really think that I'm doing a whole lot. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I think if, you know, somebody had to sign up so that their name's on the thing so we can have the, you know, vigil hour calendar at the 40 Days website, it's really something small to do, but right. um, there's going to be over 500 cities around the world, September 25th through November 3rd, doing this vigil. So it's going to be pretty, it's like the biggest campaign they've ever had. It's doing good, for sure. Thanks, Heidi. We're talking to Heidi McSannick about the 40 Days for Life. Uh, uh, it's coming up all around the U.S., but uh, Heidi is right in Rochester, Minnesota. I'm um, Father Will Thompson along with Michael Goldsmith on Real Presence Live. Now, Heidi, even even though it, it is a lot of work, there's a lot that goes into the planning, a lot goes into implementation, and even just, you know, 40 days. Uh, you know, you're, you're doing this for 40 days. What does it mean for you to be able to offer a campaign like this, uh, seeking an end to the chemical abortions at the Rochester Planned Parenthood? Well, you know, I, I think it's so important, uh, especially here in Rochester, um, you know, because Carrie Blackman was the, you know, the writer of the Roe versus Wade decision. And that, uh, from like 1950 to 59, I mean, he represented, he's Mayo Clinic. Um, and, you know, when I think of, just our hometown and what that sort of means. It kind of makes me think that, you know, maybe we need the people, we need people to be out there to kind of like, hey, wait a second, how can we undo what he did? Um, and how can we rally people to say is, no, that, that this isn't right. This in, you know, in Rochester, there's a lot of people who went through all this energy to make this, this compassionate city about love and kindness. And, you know, my definition of love and kindness and compassion is, it's not to help, uh, you know, a young woman in, in crisis, you know, in the in the life of her baby. I mean, we we have so many resources in this country, and there are there are more pregnancy centers that offer help and uh, resources than there are Planned Parenthoods and abortion clinics. And so, how can we connect that? Um, we're here and we care and we're here to help there's and they're either for them to keep their baby or for adoption, but we, we have the resources and how can we change hearts 
and especially to the Planned Parent workers. This is a big thing too. Is you know if they didn't work there, it wouldn't be there. So how you know how can we get them to um, understand that there's uh, you know healing involved? But you know a, a lot of people who've been touched by abortion, it's a you know it's yeah, a really it's hard tissue. road. You know, so. And, and I think in that effort, uh, you know, as there is, you know, a need for witness. There is a need for, um, you know, conversion that ca- happens through conversations, that happens through resources. So you, you talk about these resources you're getting ready. Um, what, what, what kind of resources and what kind of activities are you planning uh, for the 40 Days for Life? Well, some of the things to just to raise in the awareness of the campaign and to get people out to, on the sidewalk, because we're going to be doing it from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., so... I need people to go to the site and drop down and find Minnesota and find Rochester and sign up. But we're going to have some events. We're going to have September 18th over at uh, Rochester Community and Technical College in their Hill Theater. We're having the regional coordinator, Noah Melnonado, um, speak from Students for Life. So it's going to be for young people, high school, um, if their parents want to come. But it's going to be a really great event out there, and that's going to be Wednesday, September 18th at 7. We're also going to have um, Bishop Quinn and the seminarians are coming down October 3rd at 6 o'clock. We're meeting at St. Pius, and then just a couple blocks away, we're going to walk down to Planned Parenthood. We're going to pray for a little while, and then we're going to go back to St. Pius and have a holy hour, which is going to be really special. And then we're also... Um, the date is sort of up in the air, but it's probably going to be October, Saturday, October 12th or the 13th, but 40 days for life. Um, we are very lucky. You know, sometimes they send like a representative out to kind of talk at the midway point, and we are very excited that um, the Director of Medical Affairs and Education and former abortion provider, Dr. Haywood Robinson is going to be here to speak. And if you go to 40 Days, they've got some of their podcasts, and you can hear, um, there's a couple of two-part, there's a two-part one, and even the most recent one, you can hear Dr. Robinson talking about the very, you know, the first 15 years of um, physician, he was an abortionist, him and his wife. Mm-hmm. And he talks about his story and his conversion, and, and, and then he went on to, you know, practice like family medicine or something like that for like 25, 28 years or something. And he's got a really powerful story. So he's going to be here um, in Rochester and talking at some of the different sites that are having a 40 days. So that's, that's pretty cool. And then we're also going to show the movie Unplanned at uh, the church uh, uh, at Resurrection on mm-hmm. the September 22nd at 4 and on the 28th at 5.30 to get people out there who didn't get a chance to see it or who want to see it again or maybe bring their high schoolers to come see it um, and get them involved and to pray as a family because the statistic says one out of four college women have an abortion. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really high, and we really need to be able to have our young people you know, know what it is and know how they can you know, stand up for life uh, because if if they find themselves in the situation or the or a coworker or I mean like a uh, you know a roommate or another college friend of theirs, how can they how can they be a help and a witness to life? Right. Well, you're doing something uh, August 29th, like you said at uh, St. James Coffee, and that's going to be from seven to eight on August 29th. Uh, is that correct? Uh, and, yep, and that and. and, and and then 10 to 11 on Friday. On um, Friday, okay. 
yeah, if people want to come out and find out, because not everybody has access to a computer to sign up for vigil hours, so I'll be there mm-hmm. if people are like, hey, I want to sign up for these hours. I'll be there, and I can help them do that. But we're also, as our churches in town, we're going to go ahead and have where people can sign up, and I can get that information as well. But okay. uh, we really want to try people to try to go through and, and do it online. That would be really great. That would help me out. <laughs> Sounds good. So they can also contact you at medcity 40 uh, days at gmail.com or at your phone number two five it's five oh seven two five four eight six seven seven and again that's yep, absolutely. September twenty fifth through the November third. And is there anything uh, we have just a few more seconds here, Heidi, anything quickly that you'd like to add? Well just you know thank you to our our bishop and all of our priests, all of our clergy and our diocese and uh Monsignor Cook who's off in Rome. He's been a real uh, support, and uh, and then also when you talked about uh, Saint uh, Augustine this morning, uh, the reading in the Psalm it was uh, one thirty nine, and I know that's been part of the campaign is verse thirteen about for it was you who created my being, uh, knit me together in my mother's womb. So if people want to go out and kind of read and, and and contemplate on that, and then think about coming out to pray on the sidewalk with us. That would be really great. But to pray and fast for the 40 days, even if you can't make it to the sidewalk, that would be fantastic. Absolutely. Maybe do an adoration hour while it's going on. You could also do that. So, Heidi, thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, we wish you the great success in your campaign and all the campaigns that are going on throughout the United States. Thanks so much for being with us today. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. And we'll be right back after this break. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Built Upon a Rockfest has partnered with Rugged Rosaries for another giveaway. Nine rosaries will be given away, one each week, leading up to the concert on September 14th. These rosaries are beautiful and extremely rugged. The quality is unmatched. For a chance to win, simply like Built Upon a Rockfest posts on Facebook and Instagram. Each like gets you a chance to win. Full giveaway details can be found at builtuponarockfest.com. Good luck, and don't forget to mark your calendars for Built Upon a Rockfest on September 14th. The Real Presence Radio Fall Live Drive is coming September 18th, 19th, and 20th. Tune in from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. for an amazing lineup of hosts and guests that will inspire, motivate, and move you to evangelize the Catholic faith. Our goal is to raise $600,000, and we know we can do it with your faithful support. Mark your calendar and call in to Real Presence Radio, 877-795-0122. Are you thirsting for God's love, His mercy, His forgiveness? You'll find that and so much more at the Thirst 2019 Eucharistic Conference at the Bismarck Events Center, Friday, October 25th through Sunday the 27th. Guest speakers include Dr. Edward Sree, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, Curtis Martin, and Kendra Tierney. Daily Mass, Adoration, and Confessions are available during the conference. Register now online at bismarckdiocese.com slash thirst2019 and download the Thirst app. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. 
Well, thanks for staying with us on Real Presence Live. It is now time for our Prayer for Yours segment. Almost every day we receive prayer requests asking for prayers for those closest to us, and so we really hold these close to our hearts in prayer at Real Presence Radio. We're going to share a few of these prayers requests, and we invite all of you who are listening to join us in prayer specifically for these intentions, to quiet yourself wherever you are, and to listen. Heavenly Father, we come before you today with open hearts, seeking to find our rest in you. And as we enter into this prayer today, we are mindful in a particular way of the need for protection for the least among us, and especially for those who are still in the womb. Father, we ask for an end to abortion, for a turning of hearts, to acknowledge the gift of life, to receive the support that they need. Yes, all those who are involved with, with abortions would recognize the true humanity of all those they encounter. We pray for all those who are seeking abortions, that they would receive the support, the compassion, and the love that they need to bring their child to birth. Father, we pray for the success of the 40 days for life that is coming up, that all may know that we are in your hands. For this we pray. Lord, Lord hear, hear our prayer. Father, we pray today for Lisa's daughter. We ask that you would reach her in her need, that you, she would know of your presence, of your realness. Father, we ask that you reach out to Lisa's daughter Hold her in the palm of your hand and bring her your peace. For this we pray. Lord, Lord hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer. We pray also today for Sister Nancy who fell and broke her arm. May God be with her and her fellow sisters as she begins to heal. Lord, we know that you are the potter, we are the clay, and you shape us, you form us. You bring us healing. We ask you to be with Sister Nancy, all of her fellow sisters. Give them patience during this time of healing. And bring her back, restoring her health. For this we pray. Lord, Lord hear, hear our prayer. prayer. We pray today for Violet. May her relationship with her parents be restored, and may God grant her peace. Jesus, you taught us, as we heard in, this, in the gospel just a couple weeks ago, that you came to bring division, not peace, not that this is what you desire, but you know that your presence, your salvation, and divide us, we also, but you also pray that we would be one. And so we pray that Violet would have her relationship with her parents, her relationship with you, restored. May you bring her peace, 
and show her the light of your love. For this we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. And Father, we pray that you would grant John healing from his back issues. We know how vital it is to experience your presence. Health can help us to know of your goodness, but even in pain, we can take up our cross and not suffer alone. So, Father, we ask you to be with John in his suffering, but we do ask for that you would restore him to health. In his pain and in his freedom from pain, may he praise you and thank you for your goodness. For this we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. Father, we come to you humble, knowing that you grant our every need. And so we reach out to you, confidently praying in the words our Savior taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you so much for taking time to pray with us this, this morning with all of our RPR family members and their needs. If you have a specific prayer request, please go to yourcatholicradiostation.com and submit under prayer requests at the top of the page. You can also submit an intention on our app. Simply click on the prayer request on the main screen. We will be right back shortly after this break. The Real Presence Radio Fall Live Drive is coming September 18th, 19th, and 20th. Tune in from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. for an amazing lineup of hosts and guests that will inspire, motivate, and move you to evangelize the Catholic faith. Our goal is to raise $600,000, and we know we can do it with your faithful support. Mark your calendar and call in to Real Presence Radio, 877-795-0122. Are you thirsting for God's love, His mercy, His forgiveness? You'll find that and so much more at the Thirst 2019 Eucharistic Conference at the Bismarck Event Center, Friday, October 25th through Sunday the 27th. Guest speakers include Dr. Edward Sree, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, Curtis Martin, and Kendra Tierney. Daily Mass, Adoration, and Confessions are available during the conference. Register now online at bismarckdiocese.com slash thirst2019 and download the Thirst app. This is Real Presence Live, where the devil is dumb, Christ is king, and the Catholic faith is taking the place of secular living as the lifestyle of choice. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Father Will Thompson, 
being joined here by Michael Goldsmith. And uh, we're entering into our next segment called Straight Talk. Uh, this is your opportunity to share your questions and your comments on topics relating to the faith uh, or things happening in the world around us. Uh, when you, um, you know, coming up here, we invite you to call in. Uh, the number is 877 uh, we invite your, your questions for us. Uh, we're actually also joined today by Father Jim Steffes, pastor right here at St. Augustine's. Uh, so call on in, 877-795-0122. You can also submit your questions through uh, the Real Presence Live Facebook. Uh, so as we're entering in here today, Father, Father Steffes, welcome. welcome. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. How are happy you? feast day yes, to all of us on this day. feast of St. Augustine. Do you have, a, any, have any quotes from St. Augustine? Oh, many. <laughs> 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 I use them all the time. I particularly like the one about the restless heart. Yes, for until sure. Until we find the Weird. Lord and we rest in Him. Yes, for sure. Yeah, I've been trying to trying to incorporate that into uh, some of the prayers we've ha- had here today, but uh, but you know, just just reflecting on it as as well. Uh, that's you know, sometimes I think we, we look at that and we look at St. Augustine reflecting on his own conversion uh, in, in the confessions, realizing our hearts restless until they rest in thee. Sometimes we can, we can kind of get that sense that um, that only happens like once. Uh, it you know, happens once and then we're, then we're, we're good to go. Uh, but of, of course, we know that that's, that's not the reality. Hopefully once a day. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Once every hour would be great if yes. we could just rest. And our culture is so crazy, as we all know. Oh. And to find that place, and it's the place is Jesus mm-hmm. with the Lord. Absolutely, and and we do we do need that. We need it constantly. It can be so easy for us to just go on the autopilot and kind of come to the conclusion that you know we're good. You know that's uh, we we know what's going on. Uh, we are comfortable with this life with God, uh, but not realizing that we can slowly drift away, mm-hmm. and that is not you know that's not what what God wants for us. God wants us to remain to abide in Him, uh, and so each and every day it is good to remind ourselves our hearts are restless until they rest in God, and so it is that time. We are on to Straight Talk. Uh, We welcome your questions. It's a great day uh, to be able to call on in. The number is 877-795-0122. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, Feel free to call in on the Facebook page as well. Uh, Or not call in, but uh, write in on Facebook. Uh, And uh, Father Stephas and I will will do our best to to respond to your questions here today. Um, So as as we do have this this feast day for your parish, Father Stephens, what, what, what does it what does this mean uh, for the parish? A, a, a day like this, when you get to celebrate your namesake. Well, it's a joyful day. Um, this evening we have evening mass at five fifteen, and we're also kicking off the school year. We have a, a open house barbecue back to school. The schools are in great order, so people come in and visit. But we're beginning with mass here in the church. That again, we want to begin our school year with the Lord, and hopefully. Instill that in the in the children that they always need Christ again. Yeah. 
every hour of every day. Yeah, but this time of the year in particular, you know, we have to kind of get the reminder uh, you know, that uh, as we are making that transition from summer uh, into fall, um, I admit I, I'm, I'm a little a little jealous uh, uh, being passed over at Pax Christi. We don't we don't have a, a namesake uh, exactly as far as far as a feast day goes, um, but uh, every day you know, in Christ. That's right. Well, well, I, I have I have told the parishioners a little bit. You know, as we in the, in the Easter season, when we hear Jesus in the resurrection, uh, revealing himself to the disciples, right. saying, you know, "Peace be with you." Mm-hmm. That we don't really have a a, a, pat, a, pat, or a, a feast, a patronal feast day, right. but we kind of have a p- patronal gospel day. Right. Right. Absolutely right. And, we, yeah. and, and and there is something I think really special about celebrating that, about acknowledging. Mm-hmm. Um, that there's something something special today for us in mm-hmm. our community because we are in many ways shaped by the pa- the, the patron of the parish, right? Mm-hmm. And every patron, like Saint Augustine, would only want us to move towards Christ and and find His peace, mm-hmm. Pax Christi, and mm-hmm. so you're already a step ahead yeah, right. without the saint. <laughs> In all aspects, right, Father? Please give us a call at 877-795-0122. We're waiting for your calls. Please be safe about that. If you're out driving, maybe pull over and you can send that question in over the phone. Otherwise, Facebook, we can hear your shout-out on the social media. Give us a give us a question for Father Steffes and Father Thompson here. They are waiting patiently, and they have the knowledge. So let's let's see what we can give them. Well, you're absolutely right on the patience, the knowledge, we hope, <laughs> by the grace of God. Oh, you, you both are awesome. So I was just well, going to say about the saints, as we're talking about St. Augustine, it's often a question we get about, why do we pray to the saints? Why mm-hmm. do we go to the saints? And we right. have these patron. It's a great treasure in our church, those people that have lived this life before us. And the St. Augustine is a great example. You know, he was a sinner, like all of us, mm-hmm. but that conversion, turning towards the Lord, so why not ask them to intercede for us, just like I ask you to pray for me? Why not mm-hmm. ask the person that's standing next to the Lord himself, tug on his garment a little bit, and say, got to help Father Steffes right. and the people there of Austin. Or like St. Monica, his mother, who, who didn't get to see the fruits of her prayer. Uh, she she was gone before he did it, you know, had his conversion and, and, and really became fruitful in, in, in the church. But that is an awesome... A model to follow after too. You know, yep. we have so many people that are falling away from the church. Why not ask yep. Saint Monica or Absolutely. Saint John Paul or mm-hmm. you know down the list we can go. But I mean, and there's such a great fullness in in the in the beauty of what these uh, saints are have a, a going for them. You know, there's specific things that you can pray for to specific saints. You know, right. uh, that are tied to them. Uh, so it's right. it's just a beautiful beautiful thing that we have and a great great enormity in in our church and in our faith tradition and that's a a key point too that we don't always see the fruits of our labor or Mm -hmm. our prayer but we do trust in them in faith and seeds are planted I think Monica did see the conversion of St. Augustine, but did not see him move into, move into it maybe I priesthood mm -hmm. and as bishop Mm -hmm. and shepherd at the church but it was one of her things she said I have no reason to live now my right. I'm, main prayer has been answered to that yeah. conversion. Yes, but I, you know, I, I mean, just the fact that we're still talking about the saints, <laughs> you know, that they didn't even know some of the fruit of what what they would be bearing. Right. They, they 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 couldn't even envision it. I mean, right. for Saint Augustine to to think that people would be reading about his life 
in a half, you know, in a hemisphere that he didn't even know existed. Right. right. <laughs> you know, he didn't even know that you know North America, South America was here, right. uh, and and yet his life is still bearing witness. And so it is that there, there's the intercession, and, and there's also the that example, that witness, uh, that can drive us on. Um, and and I think that that Saint Augustine is is one of the. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm cautious in saying this because I know I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's not actually true, but but he he seems like one of the more real saints, uh, you know, as you, as you read through his confessions and you just get to get a sense for all right, he was kind of lost, he right. was searching Absolutely. all over the place, and you know, we, we 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 can almost get the sense that this is something new. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know so many so many listeners mm-hmm. uh, out there have children or grandchildren that. Um, you know, have fallen away from the practice of the faith that aren't going to church anymore, and and, and we, we can feel like this is a new phenomenon, uh, but it, it's not. No, <laughs> it was going on seventeen hundred years ago. Saint it's Augustine. the same today, yesterday, and in the future. That's what Jesus Christ is, right? And He is the same for yeah. all of us. Exactly. <laughs> yesterday, yeah. today, yeah. and exactly. forever. Well, give us a call, 877-795-0122. Uh, I know you have those questions out there. We just need you to call in uh, to ask Father Stephas or Father Will what's going on out there in your world and what you have in your heart that you are wondering what's what the answer may be for you. And we would love to answer that for you. You can also do that on Facebook and give us a shout-out there. So looks like we have a question coming in shortly here, but just a little bit more on the uh, on the saints Father, you look like you were going to say something there. Maybe I was wrong, but yeah, no, I, um, I think just reflecting back on uh, on my my faith journey, um, you know, that God, you know, God really wor- worked in my life. And as I got into seminary and started to get a little bit more uh, serious, and, it, and it, maybe not even serious, but just realizing the 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 the, the, the riches that we have in the community of saints, mm-hmm. uh, starting to read more about the lives of the mm-hmm. saints, and and I have to tell you, it just it, it opened up my eyes and the possibilities of what it means to follow Christ. Right. You know, that, that, uh, that, that sometimes we have a particular image of, you know, there's, there's one way, uh, there's only one way to do this. And often it's a, it's a way that seems very scary <laughs> and, and, and it seems to, you know, push us away. But there, but when we look at the saints, there's an abundance of ways, uh, of following, but, it, but it's all about following Christ right. and it all leads us yes. in, into Christ. Who they always lead us to. And, very inspiring to me just to read about the saints and their lives and some of their writings. Right. Because that just, once you open yourself to them, I believe the saints claim us. They want to help us along this journey. For sure. Well, we have Claire who's on the phone and has a question for you, uh, fathers. Uh, Claire, are you there? Yep. Go ahead with your question, Claire. Thanks for being with us. Um, so my question is about, like, St. Augustine. I've already heard about St. Augustine's life and the impact that his mom had on him. But I was wondering if there's anything we know about his dad, because um, I've heard stories of, like, the different books you read. Some of them have something about his dad or that maybe he was converted or other stories don't have him in there at all. I was wondering if he, if there's any actual information we had about his dad. No, that's a great question. I believe his dad's name was Patricius, and he did have a conversion towards the end of his life, I think actually on his deathbed. Again, somewhat attributed, okay. I mean, always to the grace of God, but through the prayers of his wife, St. Monica, or Monica at the time. They didn't call her saint as she was living on the <laughs> right. She was also... She probably was still in their image, but... <laughs> human, but she... 
it was her strong faith in giving witness to that. And he was a tough man, but it, it was her love. And it's always love that changes hearts. And that's a good example and witness to all of us that it's always about loving, giving that witness of Christ. And he did have a conversion before his death. I do remember reading something about that where St. Augustine was there, mm-hmm. I believe, with his father. Yep. I don't. I don't remember if it said that he was in the priest, if he was already ordained or not. If how close that, I don't remember that part, but I do recall reading that also. Yep, and I think they had a little reconciliation before yes. his passing as Which well. Which I think they were strained because of, of what he was doing. I do recall reading that too, Claire. Right. Well, thanks so much, Claire. For did, does that help you out a little bit? I know you talked about you know reading it in a book too. There probably isn't too much more than that. I hope that helped you out there. Yeah. Yeah, well, great. Helpful. Thank you. Great question. Thanks. Yes, thanks, yeah. Claire. So, and it is it is interesting because it's like we've got this whole family, mm-hmm. and 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 there and there 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 is uh, some you know, knowledge uh, a lot of it through Saint Augustine's own writing uh, about the family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with his uh, his father, um, you know, converting on his deathbed, attributed to the prayers of his wife Monica, and um, and as you said, uh, Father, from the sounds of it, it was a very tough. Marriage. It was, it was not an easy marriage at all, um, uh, and yet those you know those prayers. You know, as tough as life can be here, uh, and, and sometimes we get caught up in that. Um, we are made for heaven. We are recreated in our baptism uh, for heaven, and so we want to we want to stay focused on that as well. Uh, but but uh, uh, Saint Augustine also had a brother. You know, a, a brother who, um, uh, who, uh, who, who became a Christian, uh, in, in his life and, um, really just, just, just so, I, I, again, I, I think what we hear in that family, uh, with, with, with St. Monica and Patricius and St. Augustine and his brother, uh, there's just a, a realness that, you know, I would encourage people read the confessions. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I, I think it draws you into, um, not just the reality of our humanity, but the calling, you know, for us as we as we, we say at Mass, you know, you know, Christ who humbled Himself uh, to share in our humanity, so that we can share in His divinity. Mm-hmm. Really, yes. a great blessing. Well, give us a call at eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two if you have a question. Again, on Facebook, you can give us a shout out there, and we'll get your uh, question on on the air here for you with Father Steffes and Father Thompson. Again, eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. We do have a person that sent one in uh, from Jamestown, and he wants to know how to respond to his. Oh, I'm sorry, they are on the line. I apologize. Hello there. Can you give us your question? Yes, thank you, Father. Um, my wife and I are very close with some um, Protestant friends of ours, and their uh, children are being confirmed. Uh, relatively soon, and they asked us to participate in receiving communion at their church for the confirmation. Obviously, we don't have any problem going to the service. We're actually looking forward to celebrating another Jesus moment with them. We're very close, our two families. But we're anticipating being asked why we're not willing to participate in receiving communion uh, during the service. And so I'm just looking for some counsel on how uh, my spouse and I might best be able to navigate a difficult situation. Yeah, no, that that is a, a great question. It's a, a situation, um, you know, whether it's going to the confirmation or just going to a service with uh, with others, um, where you know sometimes we kind of get put into 
a little bit of a corner and like, okay, you know, if I answer this way, it's not going to you know, go very well. If I answer that way, it's not going to go very well. Um, I mean, I, I think, I think you are, uh, fine as, as, um, you know, as you acknowledge about to, to attend, you know, to, to see this God moment and, um, you know, to really rejoice that they, you know, they, they want to celebrate their faith. Um, uh, you know, you know, what they believe about confirmation, what we believe about confirmation is, is different. Um, but I, but, uh, simply being there, um, I don't think that there would be any, any difficulty with that. Uh, but yeah, as far as receiving communion, um, you know, we, we, you know, we really do want to acknowledge that, you know, communion, maybe starting from a, the Catholic perspective, uh, that, you know, communion is the Eucharist, it is the body and blood of Christ, it is the real presence of Christ. And so um, there's the identification of what it is, uh, but also using the word communion, you know, we're talking about communion of faith, uh, that there, there's this unity uh, that, that we share. Of course, between Catholics and Lutherans, we are striving towards uh, full union, full communion with each other, uh, but, but we're not quite there yet. And, and sometimes people will say, but, you know, we're, we're so similar, um, you know, you know, you may, you just may as well take part. Um, we are one and, in baptism, Norway. Yeah, yeah, there are, there are some things that we do share. We are one in baptism. We are one in identifying the importance of the Lord's Supper, uh, but we are not one in identifying, you know, what, what that is, uh, you know, and, um, and so I think to respectfully decline. Uh, to be able to say, you know, we're happy to be here, um, you know, you know, but but our 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 you know the way we view the Eucharist or or the communion, the way you view communion, uh, it's different. And, and I I don't feel comfortable in coming forward and saying, uh, you know, I believe not only what this is, but also you know that that I am one with with this this communion, um, and you know there there might be some uh, uh, you know some disappointment in that. Um, but sometimes that that disappointment and having that um, that you know realness with others can help to help to say, you know, what there there are still some things that are keeping us from fully being one in the faith. We are striving for that. Uh, we want that to happen, but but we're not quite there yet. Um, and then you know to go back and try to focus, I think, on uh, you know the sharing in the God moment. Um, that uh that that, you're, that you are happy to be there uh happy to pray uh for for the, your friend's child uh and uh, just to celebrate um you know God in their life could i would it be appropriate for you know that they're doing this and they're really close with this family would it be appropriate for them to say you know if you really want some more to like talk to their priest and see if there's some way that the priest could maybe you know give some instruction on this or i mean is that maybe i i, I don't know i'm just offering some things sure. you know i mean i think that's a possibility i mean i think father thompson answered that well i i would say it's a teaching moment you know in love as friends they've obviously invited you mm -hmm. to this ceremony but explain to them it's also a, a moment of evangelization you know the difference between the face and that being so central eucharist and communion to the catholic faith right that you're respectful of them and you want to respect their faith tradition very happy to go but there are the lines that we don't cross mm -hmm. yeah i mean it's i mean you know taking it a little bit further you, know, you, you could go to someone's bar mitzvah uh you know a jewish celebration um but you know you're not fully participating because you're not you know one with that that community 
um, that there there are there are some celebrations that we can take part in. So there, there is thank a lot. You, yep. th- ahead, uh, th- thank you for uh, for that question here today. Hope that hope that helps you out. Thank you, Father. Yeah, you're welcome. You God bless. Well, we have another question. We have uh, Veronica from Alaska, and she wants to comment on something. Veronica, are you there? Yes. Go ahead with your question for Father Steffes and Father Thompson. Hi, Fathers. Uh, thank you for the program. I'm listening uh, here in Alaska where there is a, um, a collision of, of, of cultures that I think is dealt with uh, as a model for us by Nicholas Black Elk, who is, as I'm sure you know, a, a servant of God. He was a uh, Lakota from Oglala on the Pine Ridge Reservation in uh, South Dakota, and he was a catechist. He did become a Catholic, and he was a catechist for over 20 years. This man represents the best of his own culture as well as becoming a catholic he wasn't a it's not an it's not some sort of a syncretism it's it's not some sort of a merging the man found his way through this collision of cultures i think in jesus i think he's a real model for us and i just wanted to raise that point. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I'm a little familiar with that, the cause for sainthood, and I, I think that's a beautiful example of where we come from different areas of life, and um, that search, the openness, it's, it's God that does that, and I think that's the unifying effect. I mean, again, I can turn to another quote of St. Augustine. He says, you know, we just have to open our hands to receive the Lord, but often there's too much in our hands that there's no room for him. Mm-hmm. I think the openness of receiving and really that searching for the grace of God in our life makes a difference. But beautiful example. Thank you for bringing that up. And I think I would uh, I would just add that, um, you know, really over the last probably 35 years or so, Pope, uh, Pope St. John Paul II uh, began a really a concerted effort to to look at saints mm-hmm. uh you know that's we've uh i, I forget exactly the uh, the quote that i i saw recently but something like there's been more saints canonized in the in the last 50 years than there have mm-hmm. in you know the pre- previous almost 2000 years um and it's it's not that's not trying to say that becoming a saint is easier it's trying to say that you know we need to do a better job of identifying right. saintliness all over the place. And, um, you know, as I've been reflecting a little bit on uh, St. Augustine's life and how that's real for us, it's real, I think, particularly in the, in the sense of um, what happened. Um, but we also have that great blessing of saints that you know, look like us, that talk like us, that, uh, that lived where we lived. Mm-hmm. And that's where someone, someone like Nicholas Black Elk, um, you know, to be able to identify his saintliness, um, that just fills us with with hope. Um, um, I'm, I'm actually not real familiar with Nicholas Black Elk. I, I did spend a little time uh, at, at Pine Ridge on a, a mission trip when I was a teenager, but um, uh, but I I know that that's that's something that we need. That hope of you know this person lived among us. Mm-hmm. 
I just want to clarify that he gave himself totally to Christ Jesus. It wasn't just bringing the cultures together and trying to make this hybrid. He surrendered himself to Jesus Christ and fully entered into the church of Christ and the life of Christ, but saw some beautiful components of his culture that were not contradictory to it. I just say that again because of St. Augustine's life that we celebrate today. In his searching, he joined, without getting into it, Manichaeism, which tried to take partial truths of different religions mm -hmm. and blend it together. Um, St. Augustine found that was not the truth <laughs> and continued searching right. to find the life of Christ fully. Well, thanks for bringing that up, Veronica. We appreciate that. If you want to call in with 877-795-0122 or give us a shout-out on our Facebook. We're waiting for your questions. We still have a few more moments left here with Straight Talk, so give us a call. I, You know, pointing out, with, uh, I, I really have a beautiful uh, longing for Archbishop Fulton Sheen, who is beatified, or is going to be beatified. And it's a process that the church goes through. It isn't something that just, oh, we're going to throw this card out there and uh, they're a saint now. No, yeah. that's not how it works. There is there is a lot of discernment that goes into it. There's a whole curia, you know, on, on what's going on with that. There's people that are looking at those things. Uh, so miracles, trying, miracles have to be approved and so on and so forth. Yeah, I mean, so I'm trying to remember all the steps. Is it servant of God, then blessed than saint, well, venerable, venerable, venerable. Uh, sorry, that's right, that's right. I thought I was I was missing one in there, yep. um, but yeah, it, it is it is a, a, a complex process, and not only you know do they need to have you know one one identified miracle, um, to, you know to be considered blessed, but they, you know and, and then another one Two, for mm -hmm. uh, for sainthood. But I mean, it, they scour. Yeah, <laughs> they do. Uh, the individual. But how does lives. that come about? It comes about through our prayer. That we're praying to that saint, and then then that's recognized through that miracle that that saint answered that prayer. So there is no sainthood without being connected, us being connected to the prayer that we're putting forth through the intercession of that person to the ultimate, which is Christ. Mm -hmm. It's that whole communion of saints, mm -hmm. that those that have gone before us and live on. Yep. You know, they intercede now from heaven for us. And we intercede while they're in purgatory and all that, that we journey together to Christ mm -hmm. um, at a point. And I just, I just lost it. Oh, he'll come back. He'll, he'll come yeah, back. We do have another question coming in, and I think we're getting pretty close to the end here. But, God, you know, the saints are just a, a beautiful part of our tr tradition. And, and uh, uh, we're going to be going to Alice here from Bismarck. Alice, are you there? Hi. Hi. What's this your question? Fall under, might fall under Christian trivia, I don't know, but um, <laughs> I was doing the scriptural rosary and historical <clears throat> uh, uh, mysteries. Um, standing under the cross was Mary, <laughs> the mother of Jesus, and then there's her, uh, her sister Mary, <laughs> the wife of Clopas, and then there's Mary Magdalene, and then further on, um, uh, when they closed the tomb, Joseph of Arimathea, um, there's Mary Magdalene again, and then there's Mary, the mother of Joseph. <laughs> and I just wondered um, if maybe it's significant that all the Mary, you know, all the women under the cross were Mary. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, 
or was it just a really common name, or maybe it's significant that the Blessed Mother, who was perfect, just had this really common name, you know? I just wondered if... And I, 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 I think it. I think that that is that is part of it. I mean, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I haven't done any name studies uh, uh, from uh, the, the Middle East two thousand years ago. But just looking at the the Gospels, you know, the name Mary does come up uh, quite often. And um, you know, as, as you were asking, I was just looking up. Uh, it is one of the one of the pleasures of of having having smartphones. You can look things up very quickly. And uh, looking up the the, the name. Mary and uh, there, there's a couple of meanings uh, to the name, and and some probably don't fit in real well. Um, you know, as we look at uh, you know the the name Mary can mean sea of bitterness or sea of sorrow, um, and that that certainly fits in with Mary as the mother of sorrows. Uh, that uh, that her love for her son was was so deep that she experienced in a very powerful way uh, the pain and suffering. Uh, that her son experienced, but uh, but Mary uh, also means wished for child, and um, and I and I think that that's that that probably uh, is a little bit more of the the, the meaning uh, assigned uh, to to the Marys in in the Gospels you know, that, uh, that this is a wished for child from you know from mm. the parents' perspective. Um, uh, Probably a little bit of happenstance that uh, there are so many Marys, but I think you know, in reflecting on it, we can also see that you know, Mary, Mother of the God, uh, Mary, Mother, Mother of God, is someone to be imitated, and so even even sometimes in the name, you know, mm-hmm. that there's there's that uh, you know that communing with Mary and desiring uh, to to follow in her footsteps of being open to the will of God uh, and and being um, you know and, and uniting herself to God's will. Names were very significant, um, that people were named after somebody else within their family. If you remember the story of um, Zechariah, and he said his name will be John, and they said, well, there's, who's John? There's no John in the line. And so the significance of being named after someone, we have that somewhat in our culture that still carries on. You know, um, we name after an uncle or an aunt or, mm-hmm. you know, that was grandmother's name. And often we put that in the second name. Um, but it's that tradition of the significance, the respect of somebody in our lives, in our family, in that lineage, in the culture. Well, Thank I hope you that very it, much. We, yes. Thanks, we know Alice. she has titles that nobody else has. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, Mary, you know, Mary, Mary certainly is held up. You know, as the exemplar, uh, you know, Vatican II called her the exemplar of the church, that perfect example of uh, of being a Christian, being a disciple of Christ, uh, being a follower of God's okay. will, uh, and, and someone for us to continue to to uh, pray f- through her intercession. Uh, you know, as you were praying with the rosary, uh, we, we have that, um, you know, as a specific prayer, you know, to meditate on Mary's life uh, as well as the life of Christ. Yeah, you could get into a lot more, you know, with co-redemptrix, you know, uh, that's a that's a long, long thing to get into. But I mean, she is, I mean, without Mary, there would be no Christ. So without her, yes, her Magnificat, there would be no Christ, no no help from for us to even be there. So uh, Mary is a very important, and I think it's a great thing that you break up. So thank you for the straight talk, fathers, and for everything going on today and answering those. And we're, we're going to 
be going into our next segment here coming up. Uh, Gerald Fetter, the president of Light of Christ Catholic Schools, will unfold the new chapter of the schools and how Christ is the cornerstone on which their foundation is built. And later in the show, we'll look forward to the fun events from, from the family uh, on our 10-minute tour. We are coming to you live from St. Augustine Church in Austin, Minnesota. And it's just been a pleasure. I hope everybody got their answers uh, for their questions. And if you didn't, uh, continue to pray. You can certainly send those in on Facebook, too, and we can have those ready. So we'll be right back after this. And thanks for being with us. I'm Michael Goldsmith with Father Will Thompson. And thanks, Father Steffes, for being with us today. Thank you. God God bless. bless you. 